As Australia's only national tile specialist, we're wrapped. You voted us number one. You want great prices, great range and awesome quality. Get all that and our lifetime warranty on tiles when you choose Beaumonts. Welcome to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. I choose Beaumont Tiles, you should too. For tiles, bathroom wear and now hard flooring. And welcome to Homestyle. I'm producer Jay Neild. It is fantastic to have you with us for another episode of the podcast. And it's great to see so many new listeners joining us. And of course, the wonderful Shana Blaze is with me. She is interior designer to the stars or just a star. She's a TV star, judge on the block. And if you haven't watched Country Home Rescue yet, it is still available to watch on Catch Up on Nine, now the streaming service. She's a film producer. The Fort movie, which Shana made with her kids, is now available to screen around the country. We'll put the link in the show notes for that one. And Shana Blaze, it is welcome to you with a slightly husky voice this week. You've uh, got one of the lurgies that's going around. How are you? But thank you for making time to jump onto the Homestyle podcast with us. Oh, my God. I have to say, I feel like I'm in my 20s again because, like, I used to sing and when I had little kids, like, I hardly slept. So I I literally sounded like this for 10 years. (laughs) I feel like I'm going back to my old 20 days where people went, oh, but it's so sexy. No, it's not. I just can't speak. (laughs) Yeah, a little little difficult if your job is actually talking and filming TV and making podcasts and uh, doing keynote speeches from what I understand, Shana. (laughs) Who have you been speaking to? I sort of love the idea that you get out there and can share your wisdom, your skills and your life experience with people? This one was really exciting. I I was a keynote, a private keynote with um, Fashion Line, which is a corporation that puts together manufacturers, retailers and um, customers of window treatments for the interior and exterior. You know, these are people that wholesale, these are the people that actually create the, the treatments and the functionality and then they're the retail outlet as well. So it was really exciting. I have to say, I'm standing in front of the people that know what they're doing. So for me, telling them what they're doing and what I'm doing. Um, but it was really great because they wanted to hear the perspective from the designer and the endpoint because they're the other side. So I, I thought it was a really good merge of um, our brain intel. Well, we are actually going to be uh, touching on window treatments. And look, when I think window treatments, I think my brain is still sort of stuck in the 80s and the 90s with what's available. Um possibly even with some wooden louvered blinds hanging around the place. I know things have moved a long way from that and we're going to get to the aspect of energy efficiency on the show today. You need to give us a quick update on the block though. Some wild weather coming through Melbourne uh, while we're recording this. So I think we'll be seeing more scenes of mud and carnage and chaos on the block. So where are things up with your part in the show at the moment? Well, we're pretty much close to the end, which means we're outside. So, honestly, it's like the weather stations know exactly when we're doing exteriors and it just has a deluge. So, it hasn't hit yet. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I'm sure they're all incredibly nervous. We sort of knew about three days ago that it was going to be a wild and woolly week and we all just looked at each other and shook our heads going, how does this happen every year? Well, it wouldn't be exciting for the crew and the uh, producers. I mean, you throw in a massive weather event. I have heard the word rain bomb kicking around Melbourne uh, today. Throw in a massive weather event and it always makes for good television, doesn't it? 
Oh, fabulous. Not so much for the people doing it, but great for people watching. I know that feeling. <laughs> and Shana, we do thank Beaumont Tiles for sponsoring Homestyle, of course. Uh, have you seen some interesting floor treatments on the block this year? I mean, of course, the tiles with Beaumonts, but has anyone done anything out of the box or is this all top secret until we see this on our TVs? Top secret, Dals. What do you think? You know, I know, I know we're friends and the, and everyone listening's friends, but you know, I've got to keep my my lips zipped on a few things. I have to say, texture is big. Texture, texture, texture. And that's what we have been talking with the team at Beaumonts for. You know, all those incredible tiles that now can bring that texture in. It's not just the hard, shiny tiles that we've seen in the past, is it? No, no. And I, and I think, you know, we've been talking about the new modernism and the new modernist for such a long time. And I think this will really help people understand what I'm talking about when I talk about that type of thing. And, you know, there's so much um, texture in stone that's not real stone, that looks like real stone, um, you know, timber, uh, handmade, uh, slight reflections, contrasting reflections, and that just adds to layers of texture. It's just not the immediate, you know, surface touch that we think a texture is. Yeah, I now walk into a room with like those shiny 90s tiles, the big format shiny 90s tiles and just go, wow, that's so dated now, isn't it? I know, but if you, if you're, saying, you're saying the 90s, it's like, well, it is 30 years ago. Oh, so. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it, it, it is one of those things where you go, people say, oh, when will, you know, something will date. Well, after 30 years, we, we date as a person, let alone the actual interior. And with the mid-century modern sort of focus with the block renovations this year, though, have you found that that actually using that sort of 50s, is it 50s, 60s kind of style has actually now really come full circle and looks quite modern in that context now? Look, I have to say I was looking at all those elements, but I think the thing is is that there's not one thing that you would say, oh, that's exactly 50s. There's there's lots of interpretations. I won't give anything away because that sort of unfolds as the show goes on, but the 50s is the starting point and where we go to from there is um, what you'll see. You're listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. Drop into one of their 115 stores and let their specialists help you select the perfect tile for your next renovation. And our guest today is Tim Dryley, who is an accredited energy efficiency assessor. He also runs a vintage store in a little town called Creswick, which is near Ballarat uh, and Dalesford in the Victorian goldfields. Tim's little shop, Tin Can Collective, is a vintage store specialising in mid-century modern. So I'm wondering if anyone from the block has popped down there, Tim, to uh, pick up a rather nicely refurbished uh, sofa or a nice mid-century chair. But let's talk energy efficiency. Shana, we do talk about sustainability sustainability, energy efficiency on the podcast quite a bit. You're a bit of a champion for that. But with the 12th interest rate rise in a row coming through a week or so ago from the Reserve Bank, how has that sort of cost of living bite actually started to affect what you do? Are you seeing people thinking, oh, actually, we really need to start becoming more energy efficient because we can't actually afford the bills if we don't actually start to fix the house up? I think it's one of those things that I feel like I've been talking about for a long time and it, it's very hard for people to get their head around that, yes, it's more expensive to start with, but the value that you get at the back is is so important. I think that's what people are realising now, that a renovation isn't just a renovation, it's how it's going to sustain you, you know, long term. And it's the power, like, the fact that the cost of living in power bills is 
probably going to stop people putting their, their heating and cooling on if they don't have that right. And, you know, we saw that in England, you know, sort of earlier this year, and it's going to come up to their winter now, that there will be a lot of people in Australia that will start thinking like that, which is quite a scary thing. Um, but it's about putting those things in place when you're not just putting in your heating and cooling. It's about the surfaces. It's about your windows. It's about your window treatments. It's about your insulation. It's about um, the types of plaster, whether it's single, double, um, double glass raising curtains, it's airflow, it's, you know, sealed up. It, there's so many retrofitting things that you can do now, but also things that you can do in the build that make it so cost-effective that in the end you're hoping that your house could be passive heating and cooling. That's the aim. Is that kind of, um, you know, ringing true to you, Tim? Is that why people are coming to you and going, I really actually need to know what on earth my house is doing with its energy use. Like, I wouldn't actually have a clue whether my washing machine dryer, which I feel like is a bit of a luxury, pop it in, comes out dry, is burning up all the electricity, or if it's my hot water or my lighting. So, Tim, are people sort of confused perhaps as to where all the energy is going in their home? Uh, yes, often they are. It's very hard to know where to start with this, I, th I think, for a lot of people. And it's, uh, I think there are a few different reasons why people come to me. And one of them is certainly the rising cost of energy and it's uh, a significant increase. So we're seeing more of that. But people actually do want to do good for the planet these days too. And it's quite a big factor. I think people wanting to give back, living more sustainable lives, reducing their emissions. So that's, that's certainly a reason people want more efficient appliances. You can get 20 to 30% energy savings uh, by doing the right upgrade. So it can make a significant difference and people do seek that out. But the other one is comfort. You know, people want to live in comfortable and healthy homes. The current average star rating for a home in Victoria is 2.5 out of 10. Wow. And um, people just really don't want to live in that sort of, those sort of conditions. And so properly insulated, good ventilation and efficient heating and cooling systems are really on people's minds just in terms of just comfortability and, and health, particularly for um, vulnerable people who, the elderly and um, people with chronic conditions, they really do need healthy homes. Shana, you grew up in a fairly modest little suburban place in the uh, suburbs of Melbourne. I have a father who was, I'm just going to say the word tight ass, he would not let us leave the heating on. There was no such thing as an air conditioner in our world. If you were lucky in the middle of summer, you might get a pedestal fan with perhaps a cool cloth placed over it. Tell me about your memories of growing up and, and was energy efficiency something that happened in your household or was it just like, hey, it's the 70s, it's the 80s, we've got cheap energy, we can just put the aircon on all summer or the heating on all winter? No, we had, um, the house was um, built I think sort of like 1960. So it had no insulation, <laughs> uh, west facing. And so winter was freezing and all you had at that time was an oil heater. So it wasn't a gas, it wasn't electric. So there was one oil heater in the lounge room. So you lived on electric blankets, water bottles, slippers, dressing gowns. And I don't think we even had a hair dryer. So you had to plan when you were going to dry your hair. <laughs> so that was really part of it. I don't remember whether the bills were an issue, but it was definitely a case of the front door was always open in summer at night and it had like a little snib lock. You know, it was safe around there. You didn't need the cream safe doors, but, you know, you just wouldn't do it now. And so you always had the front door open at night. And same with you, like having the, the fan with the wet towel over the top of it was literally how we lived and died. <laughs> 
I tried to introduce that to my stepkids recently and just said, what do you mean you don't need an air conditioner? And, and showed them the, you know, the wet sheet in the bed with the, th- yeah, weren't buying it was very much uh, looked down the nose at. It was like, just turn the air conditioner on, Jane. Um, so, look, I do think about it, and I think that's just the way that I grew up. Did you have share houses or maybe houses along the journey, Shana, that weren't your parents that you sort of thought, oh, this is getting pretty rough? Like Tim says, you know, two and a half stars for the average uh, place in Victoria. Do you have memories of being in places where you're like, one day I will have a thermally secure, wonderfully comfortable home? I shared with a girlfriend a long time ago and her mum had a takeaway shop at the front and we had a two-bedroom apartment at the back and it was really quite lovely. It had a bit of an art deco feel to it, but it was solid brick and it was south-facing. And I remember, like, you know, those little oil heaters that you would have? That was There was no heating or cooling in the whole place. And you'd have the little oil heater and you'd have a beanie and a scarf and you'd lay in bed with a jumper on and you would just shake. And it was such a cold environment. And, you know, it's quite ironic that I'm in Kyneton now. But wherever I am, it's always about wheat bags, hot water bottles, but making sure that the space is thermally sound. And that's something I always look at uh, when I'm designing, when I'm retrofitting for clients. I hope you're happy with that, Tim, because it it is those memories of living without it. And, you know, one of my favourite stories is, you know, in my bedroom that was south, you know, it was west facing, but in winter it was really cold because you'd always get the north sun. You know, we had carpet, so I pulled up the carpet because it was daggy, so we had raw floorboards and they wouldn't have packed it properly, so there would have been air coming through the floorboards. And I thought it was quite designer and I put alfoil on the wall in between posters because it was cheap and I just got the alfoil from. (laughs) So, and then we had um, metal Venetians. So you had metal Venetians in winter, you had alfoil on the wall, floorboards with potential wind coming through, and that was pretty much, you know, we didn't have dunas, we had a quilt. How we survived, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, do you walk into people's places and maybe that's even if you're looking at a rental property and I hope there's more landlords that are thinking now about the energy efficiency of their investment properties so that their tenants are actually going to be much more comfortable. But do you still walk into places and see like the old oil heaters and the floorboards with the cracks, especially in Western Victoria with some of the more period homes? Is that still sort of a thing? Yes, unfortunately, it is all too common. Particularly, rental conditions can vary a lot, but even in owner-occupied homes, uh, people just are quite unaware, particularly around the portable heaters, the electric bar heaters, they're really inefficient. Um, but if they're used in a contained way in, a, in one room for periods of time, they can be okay, but there are, there are much better options out there. It's really about, you know, as you talked about, thinking about how can I minimise things simply sometimes, putting a, a jumper on or looking at drafts, for instance. You know, can I put a sausage under the door? And uh, uh, sometimes it doesn't have to cost the earth to actually do some of these upgrades, but the investment is often worth it as well if you can afford to do insulation in the roof or if you can do the double glazing. But, um, you know, first steps first, I always recommend looking at the, you know, the low-hanging fruit to start. The easy things <laughs> that you can sort of do. Um, have you got a few door snakes hanging around your property, Shana, or with the renovation of your beautiful country home, was that really high on the priority list of actually just making sure? Because when you started that place, I mean, it was literally you took it back to the framework. You were really able to start again, weren't you? Because I imagine it was pretty damn drafty when you first moved into that place and shot the Fort movie there. When we were shooting the movie, Tim, you would love this in the fact that as we were doing it, you were talking inside the house and you had 
the cold smoke coming out of your mouth. That's how cold it, it was. Colder inside the house than what it was outside. It was horrendous. But the only the only thing is the front door is that because it's a solid timber one, it it moves and shifts. That we do have a door sausage there, so I made sure I got a very pretty one because it does it does sort of change and expand a little bit. I'm trying to find one of those commercial stops that you put in, like you close the door and it it actually does the seal. They tend to come in aluminium ones, so I'm trying to find a re- – do you know a retrofit one that you can do in a timber door? You know you know the one I'm talking about, Tim. Uh, yes, there are products out there that are quite sophisticated for different things, particularly you know, for for older houses, Victorians, that you might have the sash windows or, or particular situations. So, uh, yes, certainly there are products out there. Yeah, uh, I need that one at the front door. So, Tim, a residential efficiency scorecard, I mean, this stuff can get pretty, like, detailed, so we'll, we'll just keep it top line sure. Yeah. But what does that actually give you? So someone like you walks in, you assess all the different aspects like we've spoken about, you know, the the draft proofing, the appliances, the window treatments. Like what are you actually getting when you get a scorecard? Can you actually then, even if you're thinking of selling, go, hey, my house has got a great score. Are you talking that out of 10 score? Yes, yeah, so there's, there is a certificate that comes with this assessment and it is a 10-star rated certificate. I go into somebody's house, I look at their appliances, um, but also the structure of the home, so fixed appliances and the construction of the two main areas that we cover, and really just it's still evaluate those different aspects and look at the key elements to where the best options are for people to actually um, improve their living circumstances and uh, all those other things that we've just talked about. So it might be look at the energy consuming appliances such as fridges, dishwashers, washing machines, um, dryers, but also looking at uh, some of the construction around you know, the building of the bl- on the block. So it might be whether it's north facing or looking at the insulation levels, the, you know, in particular the windows uh, are, are a large source of energy loss and, and lighting and ventilation systems. So there's, um, there's opportunities there that, that, that we can, can look at for people to improve. So is gas a thing that is getting sort of ditched out, Tim? Because I've got a gas stovetop and my bottled gas, Shana, it has to be delivered by a man on a truck. It has doubled in price in two years. I mean, people get a bit finicky. They're like, oh, no, I must have a gas stovetop. Are people asking you to sort of incorporate appliances, maybe like induction and electricity over and above the gas now? Is it definitely sort of phasing out? Or are there those cooks that just go, I must have gas on my stovetop? for my cooking needs. Oh, look, people love their gas cooking, don't they? I mean, it's really hard to give it up. The cost of induction is a little bit prohibitive for people still at the is moment. It? Okay. But, it, but you can get little portable ones that are actually quite cost effective. But mm. um, yes, gas is on the way out and it's the state government is actually legislating and pushing for that in the next uh, few years. So uh, you're not required to actually install gas in new properties anymore. You know, there's good reason for that. It's a fossil fuel and it's a cons- uh, you know, it's a considerable burden on our environment. So it's... Um, uh, and there are, there are lots of good options, particularly when you we, we look at the all-electric home, which is what we're moving towards in you know, general terms. Uh, and I am getting people asking, you know, how, can I, how can we go all-electric? So there are heat pumps, uh, hot water systems, which yeah. are five times more efficient than some of the old mm-hmm. electric boiler systems. The reverse cycle systems, they're, they're incredibly more, more efficient than other heating systems around. And once you pair that with solar and, and even battery, if you can afford to do batteries, it becomes a much more efficient system overall and um, it just it, and for the environment as well so so going electric getting off gas uh, they're the things we're talking about now Shana do you see that do people still want the gas cooktops in your work I think I think it's it's 
like what Tim was saying, people like what they know. And I, I think people always in the, oh, but if I've got a wok burner and that sort of things, whereas I find that the dual fuel is a very big thing at the moment where people will have the gas, so at least they can do that instant high pressure. But then some people are saying the alternative, like, you know what, I might just keep that for my barbecue. So the induction is definitely a lot more. It is more expensive to run. Um, because of the the energy on that, but I, I'm sure the efficiency will, you know, the generation, the next generation of um, induction will help. I do have a question though, um, Tim, about the the gas heating and everything. And I've, you know, the last couple of houses I've always put in gas. Um, hot water but the instant so it's not sort of saving is that energy efficient and is that quite good yes look gas instantaneous still is reasonably efficient in terms of both cost and just the usage is lower than when you compare it to an electric storage system for instance when you think about hot water is probably the most uh, up to 40% of your energy costs. So it is considerable burden uh, and the most expensive thing in your house most of the time. Thinking about how gas instantaneous fits in the short term, is it, it has been part of the mix of our, our assessments as being somewhat efficient. But now that we're moving away from gas overall, I think we'll be not recommending it as much. And there are other options out there, particularly when you look at some of the great rebates for going to uh, heat pump hot water, people can actually get a heat pump hot water almost for zero cost at the lower end of the market. But uh, there are are fantastic systems out there at a higher end that it's a no-brainer to actually be going to those systems. And they work in all climates. There's a a sense that they might not be as efficient in colder climates, but some of the better systems are as good or better. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's the, the thing with people will be going, well, retrofitting at what's already existing there. Like one of the things I've got at Kyneton is my underfloor heating. It is all sort of wired, but a gas burner runs it. Can that be retrofitted with a new pump that's not gas? Yeah, look, there are hydronic um, heat pump systems available. They're, they're not cheap. You know, you're looking at $20,000 plus um, for an install, Ooh. but it's... Um, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of, you know, an overall system and, and the beautiful heat you get from floor heating, it's just, um, mm-hmm. you know, it is so sumptuous to just wake up in the morning and have warm feet. Yeah. The main issue with these systems is that they're not as powerful as some of these gas-fired systems. So you do have to have yeah. a little bit of a compromise, run them a bit a bit lower temperature, but... Um, and and I guess you just have to uh, uh, layer Suck up a little up. bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that with my – I've got instantaneous gas hot water at the moment and I just love that it's just so quick. But, Shana, I guess we need to learn to plan ahead a bit more. And from what yeah. I understand, you can actually, once you fire up your app, you should be able to actually turn on your underfloor heating from the city – before you head to your country home. Tell me about the tech that you're seeing involved in more efficient houses, Shana. Definitely. I do have that app. I just can't get the internet connected with it, which is probably most of the people's <laughs> like frustration with automation. Um, look, I think the automation, especially now that we're having um, solar and the fact that a long time ago, everything that if you wanted any type of automation, it had to be through CBUS, whereas now you can have your light switches that are existing and it has a little mechanism within the light switch that you can do automation straight away. So the amount of automation that you can do with your heating 
lighting, your cooling with your um, windows, window furnishings, opening and closing, even your skylights. So, you know, the automation, I've got these incredible Velux skylights and they've got their own little individual solar panels. So you don't even need to run it off the house system. And when the um, Velux is open and you're not there and it rains, they will close. So there's all that efficiency that comes with in the module of the um, the unit that you're buying. So I think that's where, you know, we're looking at really things differently is that people can't always start from scratch and manufacturers are looking at those ways that they can retrofit and make it easier for people to make those new decisions, those new purchases. And, you know, as Tim said, to be energy efficient and sustainable because people do want that. You are, of course, listening to Homestyle for Beaumont Tiles. You can save 30% on bathroom wear and 25% on tiles only at Beaumont Tiles right now. The underfloor heating is definitely an option. Uh, And I think when we spoke to Rachel a a couple of episodes ago, she was saying, look, the team at Beaumont Tiles, they can find you the contractors. They can find you the people who will actually be able to do all of this stuff and advise from the beginning of a renovation. Shana, tell me, I mean, look, the environment, that's great, but to you a sustainable home is it about the feeling you have when you're actually in your home like do you wake up when that underfloor heating is on walk over to your automated blinds and just go living the dream this is so comfortable I mean it has to feel good doesn't it (laughs) it's effing amazing (laughs) (laughs) I have um I have solar there and um it's this is just a plug for RACV Solar because they did it for me, which is absolutely phenomenal. The whole roof is covered in, um, I think there's 15 panels and they're all individually working. So, you know, if, if one of the panels goes, it shuts down by itself. It's not going to put out the whole system. Yeah. Then having the Tesla battery, which means that you're got the, the solar working, everything's coming in. And I think it was in the first six months, there was quite a few storms and I was about the only only house on the street in the block that still had lights because I had battery power and I didn't even know the power had gone out. <laughs> oh, she's got the Tesla battery. I've actually just paid a deposit on my solar system, which I'm getting installed within the next month, so I'm super excited. Mm. Couldn't quite stretch to the uh, battery. So, look, if anyone from Tesla is listening or perhaps, uh, <laughs> Shana, what did you say? You are possibly you know, looking at changing over the heat pump. Hey, these are the sort of things that are going to change our lives. I can just imagine all the folks of Kyneton just coming knocking on Shana's door <laughs> during the next blackout for their cup of tea. Because it is, I've, I guess you really can feel quite secure and more safe in a home. Tim, are we going to see more instances of the blackouts, the climate, you know, extremes? Like this is also about kind of being able to live safely. Because if you, especially if you have a medical condition and you rely on electricity, when yep. there's a blackout, that mm. could be life and death for some people. Is, is that something people consider? I think particularly in rural areas, it's a, it's a big consideration. Um, and it's, as uh, Shane has mentioned, it's a difference between having your lights on in an emergency situation and the generators running sometimes if you've got renewable sources of energy to, to power that. Finding better solutions, particularly around renewables and efficiency measures too, you know, so that you, you don't run out of power as quickly if you've got an, a, a passively designed house, for instance. Uh, it makes so much sense, in, in particularly in those rural settings. Mm. Um, Shani, you did mention at the top of the show you were talking to industry bodies and, and wholesalers and retailers about window treatments, that kind of thing. 
we did speak recently on the show that you're not just having to put in huge, daggy, heavy curtains to actually stop all that heat loss coming through your windows or in summer blocking it out. Have you seen a lot of innovation in that space where you think, actually, it can look beautiful, it doesn't have to feel claustrophobic, and even something that simple can save you a heap of money when you're not just heating and letting all that heat go out the window? It, it's all about the, the fabrics and some of the applications. Like there's a few, there's quite a few things that have been there for a while, like um, having beautiful curtains, but then the block out behind it has a metallic on the, the back of it that hits the window. So if you've got direct west sun, like it hits the metallic and it absorbs it and deflects it, or you have a black one and that deflects it as well. And I, th- I think the thing is it's the materials make a big difference that um, with the UV filter, with the density of what they are, but then it's also um, awnings that sit outside. So I think people forget how good the awnings are to stop the heat hitting it but then there's also the blinds that can go down like you know it's called a cassette channel so you know how you had the really um i hate them those crimson basic ones where it was just metal shutters yes they are efficient but god they're horrible but you can have a fabric version so you can have that with the cassettes it comes down it's very sleek it's very modern and it doesn't look like you're in a prison so there's those types of ones which i think are really good then there's also on the interior because if you it's definitely for um heating and cooling but also light block out is having blinds that have what's called the cassette track that I mentioned before that is down the sides so it literally goes down a channel so it's edge to edge because any sort of expansion um, a lot of people tend to have their blinds right where the glass shape is or just where the frame is you need to actually extend it a good 100 mil either side of the actual frame of the window because the heat loss that comes in and out of just that gap. But if you've just got a wider expanse, it makes a big difference. So it's about sort of blocking the heat transference and the cool transference from the windows. And it can still look beautiful as well. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you've been listening to Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. At the moment, you can head in, bathroom renovation anyway, uh, for bathroom renovation anyone, uh, 30% off bathroom wear and 25% on off tiles at Beaumont Tiles right now. And Shana, that would include your complete bathroom packages. I mean, they're all still uh, part of the Beaumont Tiles range, aren't they? They are going strong, Jane. They are more than included. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, next time we chat, Shana, we're going to do some listener questions once again. So just a reminder, if you would like to send us a question for Shana, perhaps you're thinking of a bit of renovating. And look, as we've mentioned, it's all been about cost of living today and maybe thinking about ways to renovate. A lot of people are just going to be sitting tight, don't you think, Shana, with interest rates going up for the 12th time. Are you worried that your property's going backwards Is it a good time for people to renovate and think, look, we might not have heaps of cash to splash, but like even my place, I need to paint it. Maybe I'll just do it myself now and really gradually do a renovation while the budget's a bit tight instead of relying on tradies to do it. Do you think there's going to be a bit of an upsurge in DIY? I think they will again, especially, you know, that happened during COVID because people are around, but I think it's going to be a necessity. But, you know, what Tim was talking about, I think people will really be looking at not just the the visual of their home, but the, the efficiency. And I think that's really going to be a long-term thing. In We need that for the environment, for one, but also our cost of living, you know, it's hitting a peak and they're talking, you know, the possibility of a recession. And if you don't have the efficiency in your home, it's really going to affect you. So 
Um, I hope people look at the links on this of what Tim's doing because I, I've had, you know, um, professionals like yourself, Tim, come into clients' houses up to 20 years ago. So this has been around and I don't think people are tapping into it enough and it's so important um, for our cost of living at the moment for the efficiency of our home and it's it's not just the heating and cooling. It's, you know, leaving the switches on for the toaster, the kettle. And as you said, Tim, most people have two and a half stars but they're not realising that there's all those hidden elements that they can make a really really quick, efficient change. Yeah, Tim, so if people uh, want to get their little scorecard done, their energy efficiency scorecard, I guess don't be daunted and just reach out to someone like you and we'll put your uh, details in the show notes. But it's uh, maybe not as scary as you think. And once you know where the energy is going, I guess that's the beginning, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And uh, we, we do try to de- demystify the process and produce manageable steps for people. And it's, um... Yeah, I don't want you to come into my house and go, it's an absolute nightmare, Jane. And look, the good news is um, energy assessors are becoming part of the VEU, which is the Victorian Energy Upgrade Scheme. So yep. um, there will be a subsidy available very shortly for people to uh, tap into as well. Oh, great. And can you also let me know about all those solar rebates and the heat pump rebates? Because if there's cash there from the government, I want the cash in. Yeah, the solar rebate just got an announced in the budget again, so that's that's come, that's fourteen hundred dollars, and there's an interest-free loan a component to that as well. So there's yeah, there, there definitely there are incentives out there. Mm, and I would encourage anyone who is a landlord or sorry, a rental provider, as we're meant to call them now, Shana, um, who perhaps also has tenants. Happy tenants are ones that will stay and help your investment grow. So I'd be urging anyone in that situation to be uh, thinking about an assessment as well. Uh, that's Tim Dryley, who is an accredited energy efficiency assessor and also owner of Tin Can Collective Vintage Store, specialising in the mid-century modern furniture in the little goldfields town of Creswick. And Shana Blaze. Now, Shana, people can reach out to you on Instagram, on Facebook, on your website, and send us a question to podcast at sen.com.au. What does the next couple of weeks hold for you, Shana? I have to say I'm I'm the busiest I've been since covid it's, it's crazy. I think everyone's gone mad. Everything has to happen. Um, but there's look, really exciting things. I'm doing more keynote speaking, which I absolutely adore. Um, I've got a couple of private projects that I'm working on. I've got a client because I've sort of pulled back on a lot of my private clients, but this job's been going since before COVID. So now we're just surging forward. So just some really excitement for some beautiful projects that I'm able to spend time with rather than rush. Yeah, a couple of little secret things happening, which I'm really excited about. Oh, last time you told me there was a secret thing, you ended up on The Bloody Apprentice and it was massive, so... (laughs) Nothing like that. (laughs) Well, all the best, Shana, and thank you so much for recording today, even though that husky, uh, sultry voice wasn't from rock and roll and singing, it was just from being a little sick. So all the best, hope you get better, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Fantastic. And Tim, thank you so much for your value add for our listeners at the moment, and I think those types of assessments really save people money. So I hope people put that in their their mind frame that whatever it costs to get you out to do this will actually save them tenfold. Thank you, Shane. And if people jump on, they can get their $250 energy saver bonus from the state government and we'll help pay for it. Oh, we'll put a link to that as well. Yes, it is. So literally for doing not much, you get a $250 bonus, Tim. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it first here. Check the show notes. We'll put links to all of those details. And send us your question for the next podcast, podcast at sen.com.au. And, of course, a big thank you to the team at Beaumont Tiles, where you can head on in, check out Shana's complete bathroom packages. And also, at the moment, they have 30% off bathroom wear and 25% off tiles only at Beaumont Tiles. 
Thanks for listening to Homestyle with Shana Blaze for Harris Scarf. Shop in store or online today. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices and Beaumont tiles. I choose Beaumont tiles, you should too. For tiles, bathroom wear and now hard flooring. Did somebody say wow? Beaumont's massive bathroom wear catalogue sale is wow! Get up to 25% off vanities with basins, baths, loos and tapware all slashed. Plus up to 25% off all tiles. Wow, you'll be happy you chose Beaumont's. Beaumont's.